Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. With Paul Tonkinson and Rob Deering. Coventry. Yeah, yeah. Here we are on Welcome the back. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome. So, um... Bonjour. <laughs> we're on the I South Downs preparing for the London Marathon. I think I need to be clear with you, Paul. I didn't... We're an hour and a quarter into our 22-mile run. Yeah. And, uh... I didn't start run keeper at the beginning. All right, okay. So we don't know. Okay, don't worry about it. We don't know how far we've come. I reckon we've come about... About six and a half miles, I would say. Yeah, I think how many... Because we're not really particularly fast. We'll do it based on minutes per mile. So uh, I would say about nine and a half minute miles. Yeah, that's right. I agree. So we need to do 22 times nine and a half minutes. We'll work that out as we go, right? Yeah, we need to do... Well, you've started Runkeeper now, have you? Well, no. you, want, you want me to start now, do you? Oh, no, it's up to you. <laughs> or are we going purely on time? I think if we run for about... Three hours, 23 and a half hours. Yeah. Three and a half hours. How does that sound? Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. So, yeah. It's great running for three and a half hours. I love it. Yeah. Um, We've only got two and a bit to go. If you haven't heard last week's, or last um, podcast, we've run out of Brighton to the uh, uh, north and east and run along the South Downs Way. We've had a fracas with a biker's gang. Oh, trouble. Bikers! And now we're going over the hills back towards the coast. And uh, and then it's Brighton. And it's really Which fantastic up Rob's here. gigging in Brighton. I gig last night in Petersfield and Port Solent. Yeah. A little south southwesty double up. How were the gigs? Beautiful people. The first one was the kids fundraising for a school which was great full of posh parents yeah really nice people and then the the next one was those really nice rubbishy looking gigs in a cafe but full of really warm-hearted people yeah they great just laughing at everything lovely those are the kind of gigs you want they are it was just really 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 enjoyable i had a good time in brighton and uh brighton comedian yeah and people put Lots of money in my bucket for Parkinson's UK. How's it going? Which is important stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I need to do a bit of a count. You don't have the big count of it. It's just a massive. No, I think we're into good four figures, maybe. Brilliant, brilliant. Two thousand pounds now. Hey, you don't need to come and put in the bucket. Go to UK. 
www.virginmoneygiving.com slash Rob Deering and sponsor us. Give us some money. Give me some money. Give me, give me some money, mate. I've really been thinking about my dad this week for a number of reasons. Yeah. I haven't seen him for ages. I think he's on quite good form, according to my mum. Right. But I haven't been up to visit him. And uh, Cheltenham, Cheltenham week this week. Cheltenham Festival. Yeah. And until really recently, my dad would have been there, you know. A big month for the horse. He used to go for a week every year. And Did he really? Right. Have a real high old time with his mates. So it's sad that he can't do that anymore. But good times. I've never really been a, a fella for the horses, but I can see there's something really English about it in a way that I really like, although I never participate. There's just something such drama, isn't it, when, it, when you Absolutely. go to horse racing? Yeah, and its own little community, its own little world. And a world that kind of straddles upper... Yeah, it's and working class. Yes, yeah. well, except there's no, except I think these days it's been co-opted by the middle class, right. which is the one class that just doesn't get it. Yeah, you see all that coverage on Channel Four, and you just think, nah, you're missing it. I suppose it's just things changing over time. But you still, I mean, on the odd occasions I've been, you you hear that that roar as the horses race in for the final furlong. It's great, it's a great feeling, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The power of it, the beauty of the horses as well. Yeah, yeah. My, uh, the other thing about it, when I was little and my dad used to go, is he used to be away for the best part of a week, which is very unusual. Yeah. And so at the end of it, me and my brother would always get a really good present. Right. So, so like really, it. apart from my love and missing and feeling for my dad, I just think this weekend in the year... You get a nice present. I'm used to getting a present. Was it dependent on how well he'd done at the horses? <laughs> I think it probably was. <laughs> I didn't notice, but yeah, yeah. some years it was a Freddo. And other years it would be like three vinyl albums. I remember going once to, I think it was Ascot. Yeah. And I just went for a day sort of betting. And then we had this guy. I was just with loads of people who didn't know anything about horses. And this guy came to chat to us and gave us tips for races and stuff. And we thought, oh, this is great. This guy obviously knows what he's doing. So this is great. We'll just win loads of money. Yeah. So we, put, we, you know, we tipped as he advised. Just lost everything, of course. <laughs> because A, who knows? And B, if you knew why, would you tell anyone? Yeah. And C, we're idiots anyway. So yes. it's a perfect storm, you know. But apparently, just this week at Cheltenham, this bloke found an odds on horse, a horse that was like running at one to five, yeah? Yeah. So, you know, just a rubbish bet. But he thought, I want to make some money. So he bet a small time. This all sounds a bit dodgy, actually. It's like a money laundering scam. Right. But, um,. He tipped this small independent uh, bookmaker on the tote. He said, here's half a million quid. I just want to make... I heard about this. Make my 20%. Right. I, you know, get his half a million back. Right. Make 100 grand. Yeah. And he lost. Uh, the horse didn't win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so right. the little bookmaker said, right, that's me retired. <laughs> yeah. And he left with his half million. <laughs> Yeah, that was slightly racist assumption making him Irish there. But, but the know. Irish did very well at Cheltenham, didn't they? And ultimately, we don't need an excuse to do an Irish accent, do we, Paul? No, no we don't. We shall certainly we do don't. not need that. I tell you, those run compound fellows do not need an excuse, like, here on the flinty taps. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think they, they, they stormed um, it at the uh, Cheltenham Festival, the Irish. Yeah. They won everything. They did really well. Yeah, yeah. There's a World Cup we can take away. The Cheltenham Gold Cup. 
So it's very... Oh, look, there's the sea. Have you it's seen very it? windy, isn't it? Yeah, well, I hope that's okay for you listeners. It's, it's this is like... This second podcast of the morning is immediately of a vastly different flavour to the first. Absolutely. Due to the incredible wind blowing well, off the tap there. I'll tell you where, where we should go, where it's likely to be completely not windy at all. By the sea. Yeah, that'll be fine. No, that always, that always by the sea. provides a nice windbreak. Could this be the, uh, the storm coming in from the States? <laughs> I don't think so. I think it's just wind. I chatted to a really, really confident comic yesterday. I got to this, uh, I got to this gig in the second one at Petersfield. Yeah. Or Port, maybe it was Port Solent, and I was having a chat with a compare. She hadn't been doing it that long. Funny girl, funny woman. And she'd recently been over to the States to do some comedy. Yeah. And I said, how, how was it? She said, oh, I just went over and did some open spots. I said, how did it go? Do you know, I kicked it in the dick, stormed it, unfollowable. <laughs> that was what she said. She said, no one could follow me. It was like, so confident. Yeah, yeah. It was amazing. It was, it was shocking confidence. Steve, but really nice. It Steve, was what like, do we think of the phrase, um, kicked it in the dick, for explicit? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, yeah, try whoa. and cover it up with ah, a trip. Fall. Ah, fall. Man down. You did well to stay up. Man down. Tomkinson just kicked a big bit of flint. Yeah. We're on this massive, yeah. in the South Downs, and we've gone it away from the green. Particularly flinty. It's all flint. I imagine a few tractor, a few plough shares have been ruined on this hillside. Rob, do you think that's where they left the money for Shawshank Redemption? <laughs> all right, plot spoiler. Could that be the <laughs> I miss my friend. Andy Dufresne. Andy Dufresne. Oh, I miss Andy Dufresne. I miss him as well, Lake. Marlon. Left me a pat of gold there by the flint. <laughs> Irish. Irish Shawshank. Irish. There's a hole in the wall there. You see that little red building? That's where you're sleeping tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you can't really see in the front. Oh, another Skylark. These little guys. So I'm going to try and get a picture of that Skylark. It's right there. I don't know if you can see it in the picture. I'm going to get it. Little dot in the sky singing his little heart out. It's absolutely superb. That's good running music. I think, he's, I think he's actually following us this morning. Yeah, it's one every few because they're totally territorial. That's why they sing. So that's a lesson to us all there. Beware of the flint. Watch out there. So, yeah, we went over the South Downs. We've turned back from the South Downs way down across the flinty tops. Yeah. And, uh, and we're getting to a little T-junction here. And we are going to turn left. Right. Because this is the long, flat way back to the seaside. And uh, and we'll judge by how far, how long we run for, how long we've gone. That was always the plan, wasn't it? Of course, mate. It's, it's, yeah. it's fine. I'm quite happy running for time. I'm really just glad you for said time. That. I often do that. So just before the break, um, Paul asked me about the drinking, and yeah. I was saying, and this is really true, I really came off. You know, when I when I finished the uh, bath half, I wrote a little manifesto to myself about. Um, Dero's about food drinks manifesto. For this is how. This is what I learned. Yes. This is what will happen to you now. London Marathon. Things what I have learned. Optimum success. Yeah. And uh, I'm absolutely sure we're going the right way. Yes, we are. Past these ramblers. And um, I'll go behind you. They can pass us the other way. Um. So. I, I, uh, so this um, midweek, I had to go to Northern Ireland. Oh I, no. And, uh, oh no, is there more accents coming? <laughs> no, I'm gonna no, 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 we're going to do this, we're going to talk about this without oh, any no, accents. I saw a lovely mirror while I was in there. Yeah. I uh, <laughs> saw a lovely did mirror you, in Northern Ireland. Did you see a mirror? Lovely mirror. <laughs> Good mirror. Um, and uh, so and I, it was a corporate uh, do. It was, uh, I was the entertainment at the end of a 
pharmaceuticals uh, conference. Whereabouts in Northern Ireland? Well, this is brilliant. You see, I didn't know this. I was landing in Belfast. They said, oh, yeah, it's outside Belfast. In fact, yeah, yeah. I think when they booked me, they hadn't booked a venue, so it wasn't right. even going to be in Northern Ireland at that point. So okay. when they moved it, that to take me with it. Yeah. But um, I went to Newcastle, right. where the mountains of Morn sweep into the sea, according to the song. Okay. So there was this huge misty mountain and a seaside town. And this lovely hotel in an old... God, look at this. Oh, this is lovely and sad. This is an old, po- old running podcast. Little stone... Yeah, do you, I don't think you should make light of this. There's <laughs> a little stone bench next to a little grave, little war memorial, surrounded by daffodils who have just come at the right moment. Gorgeous spot, but quite bleak and lonely as well. It says, donated by Rottingdean Windmill Walks. That's nice. The plaque commemorates the restoration of Harvey's Cross on 20th of June 1999, made possible through funding by the Harvey family to perpetuate John Harvey's memory and preserve the heritage of Downland. And originally it was to John Harvey Esquire of Iqual Berry in the county of Bedford, died suddenly on this spot. On the 20th day of June 1890. Oh, good honour, Surrounded by daffodils, that's nice, isn't it? A lovely place to go, but still, this is lovely and sad all at once, isn't it? But that's, that's what the country gives you, though, isn't it? It gives you those sudden moments, does it, of reflection, yeah, doesn't absolutely. it? Absolutely. That's gorgeous. Yeah, it's, it's the highs and the lows. It's bleak and beautiful. Come on, keep Onwards. running! For God's Onwards. sake! Let's not stop. Um, so, you're, so you're there in... Uh, yeah, so it was really gorgeous. We got to this hotel. The, the, it was a really posh hotel called the... Uh, get it right, Sleeve Donard Hotel. Right. Which is an old Victorian... They they built it at the end of the railway. Then the railway went there. Yeah. And it's a big red hotel, and people used to come and take the waters, you know. Right. The railway doesn't go there anymore. The old railway station is a little. But the hotel is still there. Yeah. And it's very nice. And uh, and uh, I went for this fantastic dog run. I thought, I've got to fit it in. It's Wednesday. Yeah. It was the first... I still hadn't done a run since the... First run after bath. Exactly. And uh, keep to the field edge here. And uh, So you took your kit with you? Took my kit. Yeah. And I thought, I've got like an hour. I've done my sound check for the gig before I go down and meet them and dress up and have a dinner and stuff. I run out along the sea. Yeah. I ran along the sea into this old seaside town, Newcastle. Yeah. Um, little amusements and fish and chip shops. A bit, a bit sad, but a bit lovely, you know. And I saw this car park, and I ran up through the woods oh, man, through, on great. these old logging trails. And first, at first it was really steep, and then I got on these zigzagging climbing roads. It was a classic dog run. Great to explore, isn't it? It was so gorgeous. And then I looked, I thought, I've done half my time. I'll go just a little bit further, because there'll be a little turn and I'll be able to whiz down the hill and back, you know. Right. And uh, sure enough, there was like a path going down a fire break. Yeah. I thought, well, I'll go to the next viewpoint. I ran literally another 10 yards and there was a a tumbling waterfall coming oh, off the mountain mate. down through the forest. I was like, I can't believe this. This is ridiculous. And then I went down the steep track back to the town and bop, I was just back in town. It wasn't very Perfect. long, you know. It was one of those runs where you go there and back, but it's four miles there and one mile back. You well, know. It's just nice to get out before a gig, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So it was really special. It was a number one. It was a, it was about as dog run as you can get. And then the, the gig was really nice people. And it was, you know, it was really nicely set up for me. They'd chosen me because they'd seen me at a gig. And they liked you. But, and they liked me. So it was all, 
It's a very friendly environment. But these gigs, if you're not a comedian, you won't know. These it doesn't matter how friendly the environment is. If you're booked to play at a party, the audience might just go, nah. Just not into it. We're yeah. too busy talking to each know. other. You never know. Yeah. You know, and if it's a work environment, sometimes you go to a work situation where none of them like each other. Yeah. So they won't have a good time together because they're not with their friends. And you're just part of that not good time. Exactly. Anyway, so it was an absolute tossed coin yeah. as to whether I'd be able to, uh, you know, look them in the eye afterwards and go and hide in my suite for the rest of the trip. You never know, do you? So, and I was playing to lots of nice people, but on the other side of a massive empty dance floor. A long floor. way away. Yeah. Well, I say empty dance floor. Just before I was on, everyone was dancing on it. Oh, people love like, to stop dancing. People love to the entertainment about to, to begin. Yeah. I think people like just on the rare occasions in life that they do dance to have it stopped. Yes. Yeah. That's ideal. We're dancing. We're finally dancing. Yeah. Uh, oh. Oh, all right. <laughs> and then while I was on, there was a uh, uh, waiters kept walking across in front of me. Yeah, that's what you need. <laughs> and I did. I did go, go a few last in the end because I was like, you know, there's a corridor just behind me. <laughs> <laughs> and it's your hotel. So you had a good anyway, gig. Anyway, had a good gig. They liked it. It got really, uh, you know, got, it was a good sort of party. I kept the party atmosphere going. Brilliant. And uh, so I felt really pleased. And uh, so, of course, I had to stay and have a drink with them just to uh, show to cement that I could, you know. So, yeah, yeah I drank about like, a lot of red wine. Nice. Uh, because a good friend of mine swears by that. Yeah, and also it was on it was on your list of things that you've learned from back. That's right. I think the, the, the number four. Said, so three days later... Drink so much red wine that you basically ruined for two days. Things what I have learned. Number four. Drink more wine. So drink it. It was so terrible. that was a bit of a mess. And my journey back across London, the, the tubes are all up the spout on Thursday. Oh, Thursday was the longest day of my life. They get very tough, don't they? The uh, red wine hangouts. Yeah. Did I tell you about my appalling corporate uh, Sunderland? Um, on tell the me. Day. Tell me. Well. Uh, Chatting about these corporates, you never know what they're going to be like. This one was a. This was the night before the night before bath. Night before the night before bath. Six hour, six hour drive to Sunderland. Charity corporate do. Good cause. Horrific room. Yeah. Sunderland Football Club. Five hundred people. Tables. Everyone in black tie. Yeah. Just immediately when he looked at it, he thought, "This is going to be really, really hard." Yeah. Obviously, a really mainstream crowd. No one there for comedy. Overlit, really noisy, no focus. Yeah, give me a nightmare. Had a chat with the uh, the guy who's hosting. Said to me before I went on, I don't know why they're having comedy here. That was his first thing. Just, yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why they're bothering. Um, had a chat with the organizer. I was thinking, maybe we could have it done before the auction because focus of the room tends to leave after the auction, doesn't it? And he was a lovely fella. I only try to do his best for the chat. He just said, "No, we'll have it." We'll put you on after the auction, and uh, we've got a really sad film, so people give more money. <laughs> so it's all there for yeah. a rubbish game. In a way, that sad film was kind of your warm-up act. Yeah, 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 yeah. But this is, to me, this is a sign of a bad corporate. When you've got everything in your car ready to go before you go on stage. Because <laughs> that's what Did I you have the engine actually running? No, it wasn't running, but <laughs> everything was there to get out as quickly as possible. Yeah. So I went on, I got introduced, went on. No discernible difference in noise from me not being on and me being on. It was one of those. Yeah. Everyone just continued chatting. You know? yeah, 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 yeah. So I continued. You I were kind of, of like the TV in a pub playing sport. 
Yeah, I sort of did my time. I got, I got maybe the first two tables. Yeah. And that was right. It became one of those, oh, keep going, you know, to two tables at the yeah, front. great. Did it fine. Absolutely no complaints at all. Sometimes it's like that. Yeah. And 45 seconds after being on, I was in the car. Brilliant. That is what, that's the dream, isn't it? That's why we got into this beautiful industry. Yeah, just, just, I don't, as long, I don't mind how bad this is, as long as I can be in my car as quickly as possible. Yeah, yeah. But 45 seconds has got to be record even for me. That includes (laughs) saying goodbye to the (laughs) organisers. See you, cheers. No, it's all right, no thanks, see you, bye! It reminds me of that magnificent bit in uh, such good comedy in When Harry Met Sally, when they try and set... Harry, their, the friends try and set Harry and Sally try and set them each other up with their friends yes. and their friends get together yeah, yeah. Uh, Bruno Kirby and Carrie Fisher both dead now yes but um, uh, they say I'm just wondering if you don't mind I might call Jess yeah. I've been looking for a red suede pump yeah. Say, yeah but don't do it tonight you know because I think Harry you're not tonight you know just so that'll be too soon and so okay well I might head off I'll go with you come yeah. and they get in that cab that's fantastic. But they're so weird, bad gigs, aren't they? It just They're just so bad. Yeah. But then... It's, why, it's the purity. the next day we had that bath thing, and that was just a really nice gig. Yeah, and it's the purity the of stand-up, you know. It, no matter what you do, you, you take the, the a gig like that. This is the right thing to do, and corporate events, they, they pay your wages and everything. Of course, but yeah. You're always giving something of yourself. You can do. You're always shaving off a little bit of your soul. Sometimes it worked really well, but my goodness, when they go bad, they go really bad. Yeah. Ultimately, and I can only apologise to the people there. It's a kind of elusive contract, isn't it? It's like the other day I was doing a gig and I found out that it was free to get in. Yeah. And I just said I'm not going to do it because if you don't want the audience to be thinking, I'll see what I think of this. No. You want the audience to be thinking. I've got my ticket, and I want to have a good time. There's an investment. Yeah, yeah an investment, exactly. Like last night in uh, this gig in Port Solon, the room was rubbish, really. Yeah. But they'd all paid and they're into it. Yeah, yeah. So by, purely through their intent, it became worthwhile, you know. I should say, I think it's fair to note that things have got a little bit difficult here. It's windy. We it's got cold. Yeah. We're climbing again. We've done a fair bit of We're climbing. We're going up a rutted track. Yeah. And uh, I just felt it for a second there. No, no, it's pretty... It's I might pretty go for my first opal fruit in a minute. Go for it, yeah. <laughs> That's right. But of course, once you've gone for it, you tied yourself into a cycle. Yes, a sugar cycle. Yeah. If only I had one of those, I could ride it back to Brighton. It's nice, though. What a run we've had so far. I really like under... I like this kind of... <laughs> Soft, soft clay-like surface. Yeah, it's good for your knees, I think. It just feels good. Yeah. I love these. I'd like to run more of these big paths. When I was younger, I used to do a lot of walking with the family. Yeah. The South Downs Way and the Ignil Way and the Ridge Way, they're just fantastic. Just basically um, Dark Ages motorways, you know? Right. So this path has been here for a thousand years, like that. In no trouble. It predates all the farm tracks, let alone the tarmac roads. Oh, it's lovely. Um, so much countryside, isn't there? Yeah. And like you were saying earlier on, the great thing about running is you cover so much of it so quickly. Yeah. I'm back in the Lake District in a couple of weeks. And now you can do there before breakfast what would take the whole day if you go on run, yeah. I have to be careful because 
that's only a couple of weeks out from London. But I'll definitely have to run up something because yeah. it's so good for the soul. I wish I'd run up that mountain in uh, Northern Ireland, but I just didn't have time. I would have done, you know, to run to the Quick top. Before the call. That's what it's all about. There's some really serious horses on the ridge. That's why that's why marathon training is good fun, though, isn't it? Because it does get you that fit where you can just think, actually, I will just run to the top of there and down. Yeah, that's right. You get to that level, it is nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Dude, that's the, map. the map got caught on my microphone wire. I was just yeah. checking my microphone wire. <laughs> that would just be a fantastic sitcom moment if this map just blew yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. It's kind of slightly damp. No worries. I'm going slightly damp. The idea of us being out here with this paper map, people who use Strava are like listening to this going, bloody idiots! Absolutely horrified. But this is my life, this is what we do. I've got my uh, son now, he's into Wainwright, do you know Wainwright? Of course, yes. He's taking Wainwright to school and looking at the mountains we're going to go up when we go to the lakes. Walking the Pennine Way uh, following Wainwright. Yeah, yeah, he, he wrote that up as well, didn't he? Well, we should run the uh, Dave Clark from Sky, yeah. who's got Parkinson's. Yeah. He last year he did the uh, uh, Wainwright's Coast to Coast walk. Wow! And he made loads of money for Parkinson's UK. Absolutely fantastic, and of course, you know, a major achievement. I saw him the other day. How's he getting on? Yeah, well, he's got a. He was going to uh, see a doctor about his knees because he's got another long distance walk lined up. Right. But he. He's got to see if his legs can do it. And also his Parkinson's incredible achievements. Really superb. He's a... I'm Parkinson's UK's champion of running. Right. And he's the champion of walking. And he certainly is. Puts us to shame. I'm trying to remember what walk he was going to do. I have to find out because I'll find out A, what it is. And B, if he's got the doctor's permission got to do it. i say so, yeah. I'll tell you, it was nice talking about... Strava. It's nice. We had we had a, we had a lot of people coming up after the uh, Bath half to chat to us. Okay, we got a lot of. Uh, here we go. This is a bit. This yeah. is a potential. Yeah, we could go wrong here. I'm yeah, we could really go wrong. This is. A, we, we've hit a three. That's eight. Three choices. options. 
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Yeah. <laughs> I came down there. We've been climbing up the hill, haven't we? I came around there, we came yeah. up the hill. So we're there. We come down to there. I mean, what we need to do is go straight on. Okay. And that can't be... Uh, Just over here. Which one is straight on? This one here. Do you think? Yeah, and then what side of the fence are we on when we get through? I don't recognise it. Oh, that, what's that on our right? That's the thing. That's a bit That's, that's good. It. And that's on our right. Yeah, okay, I know where we are. It says straight on and keep the fence on your right. Okay. Yeah, this is it. Follow the blue arrow. Follow the... Uh, but what we should do is, I'll take a photo, I'll get a marker out, I'll, I'll draw on the map, I'll put a photo yeah, that'll online, be, and be then great. someone else can come around here and tell us how far we went. To do a sort of primitive <laughs> Strava. Yeah, we got, a, we got a lot of good, uh, just nice contact posts, about half marathon people are into the podcast, people chatting up. Yeah. I do love that period of half an hour after race. Yeah. It's definitely the closest thing I've approached since to like, you know, that half hour after a good dance session, a good yeah, rave yeah. when you were a kid. Yeah. People just babbling at each other. And you're really bonded. Sharing stories, bonding. No, and it's really nice because you, you talk to someone, sometimes you talk to them for a minute and a half, but in that moment, it's totally fraternal, aren't you? Your brothers it's and so sisters. It's so serious. It's yeah. so, no, not serious, it's so honest and open. Well, when I found you after Bath Huff, you were talking to, is it Bob? Yeah, Bob, Bob, Bob the Pledge. Yeah, and we retweeted his picture. He's a lovely fellow. Yeah, and he'd had a great run, but he retweeted this he's, brilliant picture. He's 61, and he did, he did it in 93 minutes. Yeah, he's... It's, I mean, it's, I'm sorry. That is fast, isn't it? Oh, that's good what stuff. What a character. What an yeah. inspiration. Yeah. And, of course, you know, this is Bath, so really he did it in 90 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's... Uh, but I'm constantly surprised by how pleasurable that is in the sort of... The finishers yeah. enclosure. Yeah, yeah. People just chatting and gabbing away. It's just yeah, that's it's it. such fun. You know. It's shared experience, isn't it? Yeah. I think it's what we're looking for in life. I think that it just so happens that, I mean, I think a lot of, uh, we should get those. Yeah. He's got a bike. So yeah, they're a bit quicker, aren't they, than running? Yeah, that's right. Easy, really. He's got it yeah. easy. Um, you know, we're looking, if you think about the fact that we'll, we did used to like to go out and dance with strangers. Yes. And we do like to go out and try and make strangers laugh. Yeah. And now we also like to go out and run, and run a really long way with a bunch of strangers. And really, you're looking for that moment, that kind of golden moment where you turn around to a total stranger and have complete communion with them, you know? Yes, yeah, yeah. It's that golden, golden moment where you've all had this experience of the race. The race is different. It's the same for it's the same and different for everyone, isn't it? That's right. It's it's, know, it's, it's, it's an amazing experience because everyone's having a different thing over the same terrain. Yeah, we're like a shoal of fish. Every little individual has, is having their own experience, but um, we're also all in it together. And, then, um, and London is the ultimate one of those. Yeah, and the relief when you can actually stop running and talk about it. <laughs> it's just like I think it's a, look at this little. Is that a church or a house? It's a house. It's that place. Cattle grid ahead. Key change ahead. I find this place a little bit spooky. This um, that, um, place in uh, in Northern Ireland was. It was. I thought oh, it's such a lovely hotel. I went outside and got a picture. And from outside, it did look like the psycho house. I've got to tell cattle you. Grid. Got to be careful of the cattle. Runner grid. grid that is. We should follow the cyclist. I reckon he knows where he's going. But I'm going to look at the map. 
actually this is exactly what this is where it's really worth not getting lost we did that we came there we're next to that house we go across the field across the fields <laughs> yeah and that can last quite a while that can actually last quite a while that runner's high for me yeah yeah after a good race well what did Vassal say he said after you'd run 100 kilometres he just felt a, a kind of Im, like he's in a bubble. imperturbable bubble of high for, for weeks yes yeah you know, that's why people do ultras isn't it and you imagine. can understand it's really about I've been reading uh, Bill Bryson's A Walk in the Woods yeah where he walks the Appalachian Trail in America it's 2,000 miles which Scott Jurek recently ran did he? I didn't yeah. know that oh, yes, he is that written that. up anywhere? Oh, I've got to read that well he, I don't know if he's going to write a report of it you'd imagine he would but I think he got a, new, a world record there because he's reached that stage in his career where he's no longer young and fast no but he's old and he's just finding new challenges to do and he did the Appalachian Trail yeah. and it's just ultimately it's like being a Jedi you know if you get into that into that um mind and body set yes. where you can run 100 miles in a day or whatever it is yeah. it's, just an, it's just a different thing you've become a different beast haven't you yeah. it's incredible you but, um, idea of ultras again but I, prefer, I like reading Bill Bryson on it because he's more like me or also this is another reason I've been thinking about my dad this week because Bill Bryson did not make me think of my dad there's a lot of crossover there and he would I'd like to wish I could have a chat with him about it you know because it's all the highs and the lows because the, the great thing about Bill Bryson is that he goes and does that, but he also knows that he reserves the right to go, actually, I don't like this. Yes. You know, and people don't do that. They forget no, that. No, he's very good at re- he's, he's very good at not being into stuff, isn't he? When he likes it, he really likes it. And when he doesn't, he just says, I'm not into this. He turns against it, that's yeah. right. And that's perfectly valid. And you're yeah. right, people don't do it enough. They kind of they have to sort of blanketly accept everything, and it's... It's often a bit more entertaining and truthful to not like something. Yeah, that's right. And just be funny about it. And people don't let themselves do that, you know. That's me, my, me and my wife's great theory of festivals. I think if more people admitted they weren't having a good time, yeah. then... Uh, You'd start to enjoy it more. Well, the festival industry would be, uh, would be really messed up. <laughs> Wait a minute, look, see, that runner went that way. I'm sure we need to go this way. This will be the last map check. No worries, it's okay. We want to get this right. He gave us a wave and peeled off to the right. Yeah, see, he's going in. We can go either way, actually. Which way would you want to go? Let's go this way. This seems all right. No, wait, wait. What do you reckon? Yeah, I think we should go down to the coast straight on. They both, they will both take us to the sea. Right. And when we get to the sea, we turn right. And then uh, there's no uh, just road, no just maps anymore. Just mosey on down. Uh, so, um, but, um, it's talking about walking in the wilderness. Yeah. I think there's something quite fundamental about it. And he didn't really like walking in the woods. Right. When you're right down amongst them and you're in amongst the trees. I think there's almost he a kind of like that. claustrophobia to it. Yes, yeah, And yeah, I think yeah. I've said before on our runs that when you're running, I think that we have a need for sky and space. Yes. And that when you want to get out like today, it's been amazing up on the tops there. It's been beautiful. And when you're up on a mountain, I just, it's, you know, a big slice of sky. It's like a, it's like a drink of water, you know, but better. It's like a drink of water for the soul. It's amazing. It's why people live on the coast, isn't it? It's just a sense of space, you know. Running by the sea in, in, in Newcastle the other day, I just thinking, I want to, if I'm having trouble in London, I'm going to pretend to myself that I'm running by the sea. Yes. Because 
It's losing dead. yourself in that vastness, isn't That's it? Right. And that? you really do lose yourself. That's what people say. They say that if you really... Oh, I also read this newspaper. Do you read about this guy who lived in the woods for um, decades? Ste- I, I, stealing. I saw that headline, but interestingly enough... Just didn't bother reading it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's go his way because this is going to be. That sounded fascinating, and then I didn't bother. <laughs> but thankfully, you did. So, what was the story? Um, so he, uh, this guy, he's decided the odd. Yeah. It was a long story in the paper that is actually from an even longer book. Right. And he was about twenty. Yeah. And he drove. He left his job. Yeah. You know, just walked away from his job. Drove away. Yeah. Drove a long way. He kind of drove until he ran out of petrol and money. Yeah. Drove into the woods. Left his keys in the car. Whoa, it's windy. Windy. And he went a full head-on wind. Off into the woods. And he stayed in the woods. And he foraged a little bit. Yeah. He was quite a uh, talented hunter and fisherman. Obviously, obviously knew... Obviously quite outdoorsy. Yeah, but yeah. he didn't have a gun or a fishing rod. Amazing, yeah. So he got by somehow, and gradually he uh, accepted that he was going to have to start stealing. Right. He found a very secret cave valley place. Yeah. And he lived there, and then he would burgle holiday homes down by the lake right and he was really good at it he was like a ninja burglar yeah he'd uh what, nicking food and stuff nicking food leaving the places locked up so no one else could nick stuff right and then people cottoned on to him and they'd leave shopping lists out saying what do you need that's, that's amazing and, but he hated that right he didn't like it yeah he'd, re- he'd reject that support right and then uh Eventually, he got caught, but it was 25 years later. Wow. And he'd been living totally alone. Yeah. For all that time. Wow. And it's just that... Quite a loner. Yeah. Quite interesting character. Yeah, totally. (laughs) They say that, you know, people have always gone off on their own, haven't they? It's like Thoreau in Walden and... Yes, yeah. um, In uh, Hindu, it's... You achieve that level, don't you, where you give up possessions and relationships and you just wander and let the world look after you. Yes. And they say that it's about for better or worse you kind of forget who you are. You know you're just a leaf on the wind you're just existing and the worst kind of that, you can also get the bad side of that, you know, if you get put into prison or something you Slip know. into complete immorality yeah. Yeah, and uh and to a certain extent, it's always seeking out, but it's also absolutely terrifying. Yeah. I think, the, you know, these are the people, these are the Scott Jurex. Yes. You don't want to turn around after 23 miles, 25 no, miles, no. 26.2 miles, and that share is, that moment with a stranger. I just want to keep running until... That's the curiosity. Yeah, yeah that's the sort of... But I am like that. Yeah. I suppose I want to run longer so that I can reach the stage where I share... Where I feel like I do at the end of a marathon for longer with everyone else. Yeah, yeah. I like, obviously, I like being on my own. I like running on my own, but... All right. I really like the sharing afterwards and the chatting. I absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. love it. It's really windy. 
Are you getting this, Steve? Yeah, this is. Can you hear us, Britain? This is brutal. Yeah. You know what this this is, is, Paul? This is tough. It's tough stuff. Tough mother. Good training. Good training. On the hill. Feel feel that air. No matter what happens in London, it won't be as windy as this. Feel that bohemian righteousness just breezing off bright. Yeah, that's right. Inhale it. Uh, yeah. Inhale the it. good thing about this air is it's definitely vegan. Yes, that <laughs> vegan air. Talking of vegans, yeah. do you fancy a Starburst? You go for it. I've got, I've got a few. I might have some later. I might have one now. Go for it, mate. Yeah. I just, just as I fancy it, you know, I'm not Enjoy being. It. Try not to be too crazy about it. I can't, I can't get it. I can't get them. I've got go my own Starburst. <laughs> so, we were. I know exactly. It's between this stupid bit of paper and my hotel room key. Come on. So this feels yeah, like the good sort of rhythm part of the run, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, you've been running for a long time. You feel comfy. Nice yeah. and soft underfoot. This I feels do. okay, doesn't it? I feel absolutely fine. I can do this. It feels right now like I can do this all day. Yeah. I mean, the very fact that I can't get the Starburst, Starburst and now I can't get that pocket shut again. Yeah. And all of that is happening, and I'm still smiling, you know? Yeah. I'm not at the ah! stage. Yeah. Not like you dropping your sweet. That's tough. Tough moment. Tough times. Can I say? I, at I the point when you dropped that sweet on that marathon, you sounded the same as that van driver yeah, who yeah, yeah. you ran across. I can tell of. the story without using the words. I will. Yeah. Okay. I mean, long-term listeners will know it, but talking about. I think it's an article of faith for running. You're talking about frustrating moments, running marathons. Yeah. About the 22-mile point of one of my early marathons when I'd been following the Hanson method, hadn't been doing enough long runs. Mm-hmm. Oh, a bit of a dig. Mm-hmm. And uh, this innocent, wonderful child offered me a jelly baby. Incidentally, I found this uh, for the bath half. I reversed my normal high-fiving. I found myself high-fiving more later on in the race to give me strength. Yeah, yeah. Because normally I do it early on to relax me. And, and earlier on, and then and later on you think it's going to take too much energy. I found myself using the high-fivers as kind of charges of energy. A little jump, yeah, To that's give me good. a bit of a boost. Mind this bump. Yeah. So, 23 mile point, he's holding out a jelly baby. <coughs> I reach out. Absolutely exhausted. Yeah. Taking anything at this point from the crowd. Yeah. Sweets, liquid, anything. I dropped the jelly baby. I looked down and saw it and swore loudly. You swore as hard as you could. Yeah, swore as you hard as I could. You got about as most swear loudly. as you get out of one syllable. Yeah. Virtually in the face of this pure child, of this poor child. Yeah. Just, uh, no longer pure once that child yeah, heard that word. Yeah, forever sullied by his confrontation with this salty, sweaty, angry man yeah. who hadn't trained enough. Northerner, don't forget Northerner. Northerner. In London. <laughs> and I just the effort needed to bend down and get the jelly bay was so huge. And I just had to instantly apologise to the child and his dad who was with him looking on me with absolute horror. Yeah, yeah. What did you do? As I then quaffed the jelly baby and shuffled on my sorry way. <laughs> it's a state of mind to try and avoid. Yes, it is, undoubtedly. Which is why it's good to have a Starbucks. Have you had one? No, I couldn't get them. Oh, I'm going to go ahead of you, get a picture of you as we leave the downs. This has been a lovely stage of the run. Can I run backwards? Can he do it? Here you go, coming down off the grass, getting to the sea. It's been great. It's an important stage. I just want to see how far, how long it is. What time is it? 
Come with the cock and run to the sea. We've been going for almost exactly higher. Two hours. Right. And we get to the sea. It's a bit like uh, Apocalypto, isn't it? <laughs> sort of. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great runner's film, isn't it? Apocalypto. I haven't seen Apocalypto. Oh, it's great. I mean, Mel Gibson makes great films, I admit that. But he does make great films. He's also this weird... He's got this deep, obvious masochism. Yes. He's got an old-fashioned masculinity thing. Yes. Yeah, mixed like, with like the James Bond books, he likes to take a hero. Mixed with high Catholicism. Yeah, yeah. and punish them. And yes. I, I don't want to see Hacksaw Ridge... It's what Apocalypto's worth. Yeah, Apocalypto sounded good. And The Man Without a Face and Braveheart, great. But yeah, I think once you've seen Braveheart, it's... I don't know. I'm not sure anything's necessary after that. His passion of the Christ is not for the faint heart. No, and I think also his uh, recent, sudden and total re-acceptance by Hollywood is a bit strong. <laughs> yeah. Because he, you know... He's... He's been roundly forgiven for some pretty dark times, which he hasn't really uh, re... Uh, re uh, what do you do when you throw it back, when you give it all back? Repent. Yeah, he hasn't shown any repentance. You think he'd be big on repentance? You think he would be, yeah. That's his thing, isn't it? I think it's going to be a very windy run back into Brighton, isn't it? I think you could be right. I don't even get out down there. We better get out here. Oh, maybe we can. Should we go down? Let's risk it. There's a path. Okay. What if we have to run back, Rob? We can just run all day. Hey, just then I had a big twinge in my right toes. But I think they're fine. Uh, I think we might have to... Um, this is nice. We're going to cross here. We've got a, It's going to turn us right along the road at first, but shortly we'll be able to get to the actual okay, coastline. Sure. That'll be great. But we're coming out. We're to the east of Rottingdean. In uh, halfway between... Well, between Rottingdean... A New Haven by a pub called the uh, Smuggler's Rest. I'm going to press the button to cross this road, which is annoying, but we should cross this road carefully, I think. After No, let's go, let's run, run, let's run, go. run. Yeah. Ah! Beep, beep, come on. Hold away, hold away, hold away. Tell what you want. And there's the sea. There it is. Yeah. The lovely, beautiful, grey, angry sea. <laughs> It is quite rough, isn't it? It's choppy. It looks really choppy, yeah. I think we won't bother having a swim. What's that? We won't bother with a post-run swim. <laughs> I got talking to a young Australian last night after the gig. He'd like just arrived in the UK. And he really enjoyed the comedy. Yeah. And I hope I didn't kind of turn him around. He's like, yeah. Still, where are you from? He's like, Byron Bay. Oh, that's beautiful. Have you seen the sea and the beach here? He's like, Yeah. Beach, yeah. Byron's he, amazing, isn't it? Yeah, and he's come here to Byron to Brighton. You know, that's uh, right, yeah, that's abrupt. It is, yeah. But now I come out and see my girlfriend. And how long do you think you'll be together with her? <laughs> yeah. About a day. <laughs> Looking round, mate. <laughs> um, up another hill. Yeah. It's been fairly hilly today, hasn't it? Yeah. I okay, was, though. It's fine. I was going to let you off the hills. I thought we'd just go along the front and along yeah, the front. Yeah, just work it. But let's work those hills, baby. But I think that our route... That's a lot of map fuss and blow my own trumpet, but I think we found a way that really took us over the downs without any uh, sharp oh, it was ups and downs. Yeah, it was great. 
But this bit by the dual carriageway is beautiful too. This is particularly pleasant. Yeah. <laughs> we always like a dual carriageway. But I know that once we get closer to Brighton, we've actually got two choices of really nice uh, seaside running. When I'm here and I want to run my usual run, I start at the pier yeah. and I run out towards us at sea level. Right. And you get to this little place called Ovingdean. You might want to get a bottle of water there. Yeah. And then you can climb up and go down the... Uh, and go down the uh, along the top of the cliffs. Woo! Rabbits! Ah, there's a little rabbit. Ah. This is nice. It's slightly off the dual carriageway. Ah. Onto the peaty grass. I'm really... I'm really hoping that we don't actually have to run into this to the full strength headwind all the way for the next 10 miles. I think yeah. we probably will. I think you're right. Yeah. Oh no, I turned an ankle in that rabbit hole. Ah! We'll have to ah. get the bus. Yeah, yeah. Oh really, Rob? <laughs> <laughs> Convincing. Um, also, of course, I was thinking about how we're getting into a country where the guy takes his uh, moped off the cliff at the end of Quadrophenia. Of course. Yeah. Oh boy. I'm already trying to work out what to say when I gig with uh, Pete Townsend next month. Oh, you're doing the uh, symphony one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brilliant. At Albert Hall. Yeah. Great. I've worked out what I'm going to say to him. Right. I'm going to say... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, hi. Yeah, hi. Years ago, when, uh, when uh, Ken Livingston was running for Mayor of London... Yeah. Me and uh, Julia were. Oh, it's windy! Hello! Hi! <laughs> that little girl has got a smile on her face that is a lesson. Good, good parenting. Oh! Oh! Yeah. Gale force. Yeah. Gale force winds. See those blocks in the far distance? That's the marina. Right. So when we get to those, just another eight miles after that. Well, the hotel's there. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's not eight miles. That's right. Look, from those cliffs over there, Right. we're going to go down and do it at sea level. And hopefully with the cliffs behind us, it'll, be it'll buffer the wind a little bit. Yeah. But you never know, Lee. This is rotting, Dean, I think. Brilliant. I'm proud of us, Paul. Whatever happens after now, we're doing well. Whatever, this has been great so far. The slings and arrows of outrageous fortune. Yeah, proper run. Um, proper running, mate. Proper yeah. training. Yeah, Start the wall. You hit 22, don't you? Then you dig in, mate. You dig in. You find out things about yourself. Yeah, like I found out that you actually talk like this. Yeah, I can't find my starburst. That's what you found out, mate. Where's that get out of I'm having a lovely time! We're just free falling down a hill now. <laughs> the wind is by the wind. The wind is blowing snot out of my face. Yeah, that, it, no, it nice. just, I, mean, I just launched a projectile of snot into my own eye. <laughs> it's going really well. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I'm gonna press on with my Ken Livingston story! Go on, mate! Me and Julia. Yeah. 
I met her after work on a lovely June evening and we had a couple of drinks and we were walking back to the tube and then I sort of sauntered across the road um, and she followed me she didn't know where I was going I didn't say what I was doing yeah. and it was Ken Livingston was standing there chatting to someone Hello, Jim. and I walked up to him and shook his hand and said go to it Ken yeah, yeah. and she brilliantly you know she's just with me yeah. and she got to the point where she's now standing next to me meeting Ken Livingston seeing what's going on and so she had to come up with something what happened was says to me go to it Ken and then she said hello <laughs> hello and I think that's just that's, hers was better hello Ken so that's it so I wonder whether we reached a point where we begin our third and final podcast oh yeah Do we, what okay. do you think in terms of timing because we're off roaring grid. we're off roaring grid. onto the uh, seaside path yeah. we'll leave it as an almost literal cliffhanger well it actually is I mean yeah it is photo of the cliff this is amazing this is you in the cliff okay so this is Paul in the wind hanging on the wrong side of Rottingdean and uh, get in touch tell us why <laughs> you think that we should be on Strava not on a paper map get in touch save us <laughs> tell us see if you can find the corpses hey it's Danny Pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget check out quince they've got all the good stuff shirts and polos activewear and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands and the best part they're all about safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order that's quince.com slash upgrade even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Get, 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 get